Let it ride, baby. Worldwide, you know what I'm saying? All over the planet. Lefto representing Brown's Wood. Hey, this is Freddy from Wakam of Noah Hart. Hey, what up? This is Pumpkin from Paris, friend. This is Austin Bidoto from New Orleans. Yo, yo, this is House Shoe. This is Chief of Killer Music. Check it out. It's Omega Watson. What up? This is Moose. And on the cool check in. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm ready. I'm ready. He's a sweet What's up, this is Mark the Clavlo. You're checking out Ebo and Rizza on Soul Circle Radio. What up, everybody? This is Todd Black. I represent Detroit, Michigan. You are now tuned into DJ Mizza on Soul Circle Radio. Live worldwide. This is Lyle's Bunny. Let's keep it rolling. DJ is wonderful. Since I was a little child, I've been starving. I've never known anything but hunger. Poverty. I've been hungry all my life. Yeah, starved to the bone. Somewhere on this raggedy earth, somebody said something once about some kind of paradise where everything would be nice and together. But I'll be damned if I can find it. I've grown up into adulthood now and I don't seem to be able to find my way to anything much less somebody's paradise. Poverty's paradise. One thing for sure, I like to go to sleeps just once on a full stomach. I get mighty tired of these belly wrinkles, dig? And my babies, Poverty's paradise. I don't know what I'm gonna do about them. I've run out of ways to keep them fed. Used to be I could find a way when there wasn't any way. existed on welfare 
living's been my way Soul Circle Soft Soul Hour with J-Dog and Ebro in the morning. Nah, it's Soul Circle Radio. Chilling here on a Saturday delicious vinyl. What's up, Ebo? Chilling, man. So we're trying a little, something, a little something different. What are we doing, yeah. Ebo? Tell, break it down for us, bro. This is the Audio Hour. Soul Circle Radio presents the Audio Hour. Uh, we're doing something different, trying something out. Uh, Miz is not here today, and we wanted to try to... Uh, just play some samples that we all love, samples mm. that uh, that take us back. And I feel like, you know, with hip hop music and music that from the '90s boom bap era, sam- sample based hip hop music gives you a certain type of feeling, mm-hmm. gives us all a certain type of feeling. Right. And going deeper, I guess, in that rabbit hole of listening to mm. how from they were when, created, from whence we came. Yeah, from whence exactly. We came. Yeah. And uh, this joint right here is 24 by 24 karat black, Poverty's Paradise. What was that on? I was just recently on a record. I have a little record, though. I don't think oh. it's making much noise. No. No. What no. was the album? What's it called? Kendrick Lamar. Damn! <laughs> Damn! The song Fear. Yes. One of the best songs on the record, mind you. Produced by the Alchemist. Alchemist. Alan still killing the game, bro. Doesn't look a, eight, a day over 28 still. And Killing yeah, it. I mean, 
the 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 sample is the root of of it all, right? You know, and right, and people sort of forget that, you know, and totally. I think that's kind of you know why we're here today for sure. It's to play <laughs> some crazy samples that have influenced us mm-hmm. and uh, made us feel a certain way. Hip hop, I feel like, makes you feel a certain way. Totally. Delving into the sample side of things makes right. you feel. Well, I have a whole theory on this, mm-hmm. and, and if you will, if you'll indulge me, I'll, I'll go into it. It's it's the idea of evolution is that we can't progress without our atoms or our previous versions of ourselves, right? So mm-hmm. you can't have a, a molecule without the atoms. You can't have an organism without the molecules, and so on and so forth. And, and what's end up happening in modern music and not all of it a lot of people are hip but like your favorite bass player loves ron carter or you know grew up or his parents played something when he was a kid that influenced him so like because of sampling laws and things that have happened you know with intellectual property and all the you know the stuff that happened with the beastie boys and de la souls records yeah. aren't available you know it's because of the law and in there that's a very fine line i'm not saying that people should not be paid for what and then we'll get into that stuff later yeah. too but being able to trace it back to where the music came from makes the music we make now better. Yeah. It's like it's like history. Not knowing your history, you go to East LA and you don't know about the Zoot Suit riots, and you start popping off about something, you you, you get you can get in trouble. Yeah, or you go to a certain neighborhood and not understand. Oh, this is a this kind of neighborhood, this kind yeah. of culture. And so, I mean yeah. that kind of speaks a little bit on the mumble rappers now. Mm, don't call them that now. <laughs> Come on, that's derogatory, man. They, you know what my boy told me? Big shout out to my boy Grant Knack one. He goes, you know what it reminds me of? We had a long discussion. Because you know I yeah. like a lot of modern music. I do. I like some of that stuff. I miss yeah. the future. I like the Migos. He said, it sounds like they're all playing the kazoo. <laughs> and that's, you know what? That's the best thing I've heard. Is mm-hmm. like a one note harmony. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I appreciate that perspective. But yeah, yeah the mumble rap, it, 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 a lot of it's missing that texture. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And yeah, there's 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 a certain type of feeling that you get making hip hop music with mm. ounce samples. Um, I think Dr. Dre was definitely somebody who, you know, took that route of and he was also replaying samples as well. Mm, way before anybody was doing um, that. Yeah. And I, th- I mean, I, a, st- a lot of artists still are sampling and still or trying a huge to make part. their stuff sound like samples. Yeah, exactly. That's the big game now. Definitely. Definitely, but yeah, I mean, I think let's you know let's get into some more, yeah, some more joints. Um, basically, what we did is I picked around ten samples that big samples that I thought were super incredible flips from my favorite producers that you know I guess took me down a rabbit hole of finding out more samples and more of these different artists, more of these different uh, soul singers and what have you. And uh, Jeremy did the same thing or. Well, speak kind of, you know. Yeah, so I, uh, I, what I'm actually going to be sharing over, I don't know how many shows we're going to do this on or how many we can fit, but this is actually like a stash. Some of them have been used. Some of them I flipped. Uh, the idea is just that we want to show you guys these amazing musicians, basically. Like, you know, some stuff's from 1974, 1969. Some are from Australia, New Zealand. Yeah. It's prog rock, kraut rock. There's just all these things that happened in the 70s and 60s that inform Radiohead. And whoever you listen to all have these records or like these kind of records. So, you know, the one I'm, I want to play next 
is actually we just had exile here last couple about a month ago he's one of my favorites and and this is a um a billy paul record and what's so cool about billy paul is that he's he's from philadelphia and there was a, a two guys named gamble and huff and they ran this thing called the sound of philadelphia or tsop which a lot of people will see on records but in that umbrella was billy paul melvin in the blue notes uh, the OJs. I mean, they just had a sound, and so that would be like a producer collective today or a band today that produced for people. And it's just cool to check that. And this is called War of the Gods, and uh, yeah, Exile. This is one of my favorite Exile flips, and I won't say what it is because we'll play it on another another uh, another episode. You'll have to wait for that. Word. Oh, 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 oh,
synth work that's early synth work man those are like some of the early synthesizers i think that's uh 71 maybe 1971 so i don't even know what was available in 70 was it when did the junos in the 80s right yeah junos were 80s i mean that sounds like uh some of those uh modes like the the, was the mini moog i'm not quite sure exactly i thought i think that was 80 yeah i mean it's like this is Um, early yeah. yeah no that that definitely that psychedelic soul stuff is definitely like super heavily sampled. Like so many people have got so deep into that late seventies, like mid seventies, late seventies, mm-hmm. when technology started changing, right. the production started changing. Um, I mean, as a producer, isn't that where you're lo- like a guitar is cool, but a guitar through a flanger, a wah, and some crazy reverb, you don't even know what it is anymore. Yeah. At some point, it's yeah. like, what is that? Right. Yeah, and I think that's what was happening at that For moment. Sure. The times were um, uh, Vietnam War, everything that was right. going on politically, Drugs, sex, um, wonderful stuff, civil rights movement, everything that was going on. Yeah, <laughs> drug, sex, all that. <laughs> everything that was going on was like they were definitely the art. The artistry was definitely pushing the envelope, and I feel like with technology of everything that was going on. Um, I think that's why so many people look for that era for samples. Like it's where humans to, were. Yeah. Well, that goes back to the point of like the music encases. It's like a history. It's like a map of history. Yeah. Right. And so, kind of going on, what we're gonna play next kind of falls all in line with that, basically. 
um, Adrian Young, who's um, a friend producer, of the show. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Big up, Adrian. Yes. <laughs> Shouts out to the Art Forum. Yes. Um, we used to do the show at the Art Forum. And, uh, you know, Adrian's a really good friend of ours. I've, I've played shows with Adrian. I've he's a seen genius. Adrian, he's his genius. growth, and he's definitely he's a, a huge mentor and just someone that we all look up to. Um, but basically, Adrian has a studio that he doesn't have a computer. He doesn't use a computer. He only on, records the tape. Say that again. He has a studio... And he only records the tape. No Fruity Loops. <laughs> no Fruity Loops. No Logic. No Logic. No Pro Tools. No Metronomes. No Metronomes. Well, I think he might use Metronomes, but he's definitely recording all the tape. And yeah, that's that in itself. In 2017, nobody is doing nobody. that. Nobody. And he has a sound. Like, yeah. So, and, and to kick it to you real quick. So, uh, did you hear the Gallant record? Do you know? Yes. That his, Gallant that record That Skipping is, Stones record with ooh, Janae Aiko? Yeah. Ooh, yeah, that's so dope, Adrian. You're a genius, bro. If you're listening to this, you're a genius. Yes, big yes. fan. Um, and that he's definitely resurrecting um, that soul sound, the live instrument quality of sound of what it was of the samples <laughs> that people are digging up, yeah. and you know. Now it's all circulating again. It's all happening again. You know, everyone's sampling his work. You know, well, I mean, the whole record. I mean, Prime is basically yeah, Prime. All I mean, anybody that heard the Royce the Five Nine and DJ Premier, and a lot of you probably know that's all Adrian. Well, Premier did some drums. <laughs> no offense, to, I love Primo, but that was like the, the the reason that album feels the way it feels is very much, and that's the point of why we're playing this stuff. Yeah, a lot of great hip hop records and all praise due to these producers yeah. but a lot of it is the music a lot of it is the sample a lot of it is is, is the way it was recorded i was talking to swarvy about this swarvy's dope yeah and yeah, so he was saying he was saying and this is i've ever since he's told me this i've just totally accepted it and basically what he was saying is that sampling is like um doing a coloring book mm. you know filling in all the colors mm-hmm. Or making a collage and putting That's in all dope. the putting That's all the colors. That's a good way to put it. But you know, producing a whole record from start to finish in the studio, live, whatever it may be, like how you know the songs that that we're listening to right now, that is making a big, huge canvas. Yeah, it's a painting. It's a. It's a. Yeah. It's yeah. A, yeah. No, it's a great way to put it. Yeah. When it's also like yeah, the difference between DJing and DJs are great, and producing is is far different. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what and that's what I was kind of saying in the beginning. It's like it's this feeling, it's this feeling you get from listening to these songs. Mm. Um, it's a different feeling than when you're hearing so somebody lead, rapping over it. Totally. And speaking of rappers, so leading into what we're about to play. So like all of that leading into what you're going to play is who sampled Adrian on this. So the song I'm going to play is Adrian Young Sirens and Jay-Z sampled it off who? of Jay-Z. What? I never what is he like uh is he like local? Uh yeah, he's local. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, local. Local guy. Um yeah, you know everybody from knows the valley. Jay-Z. Um <laughs> Not AZ, Jay-Z. <laughs> AZ's dope too. <laughs> AZ's dope too, yeah. Yeah. Um no, no, so yeah. This this is a pretty dope track that Adrian did. Um and as well, I think this was off uh, Adrian Young's record, something about April. It's mm, um, a dope record. Yeah, super dope record. There's another song off of that album 
Um, What's that one song? I can't remember the name of the song, but um, the same, the same, the same. Um, Jay Z sampled that song as well off of his uh, Magna Carta. Magna Carta. It was the first song, right? Yeah, I think it was, it was called a, Magna Carta. And there's a singer on there, I, uh, Justin Timberlake. That dude, I'm you know, I'm in love with that dude. <laughs> Little man crush over here on JT. Okay, we're just gonna keep it moving after this, those statements right there. But okay, anyways. <laughs> love you, JT. Call me. It's been forever, man. This is Adrian Young, Sirens. Boom.
Yeah. So um, that was. Do we want to discuss the song? Yeah. That was Samande, um, and that is a record that I fell in love with. Probably I figured out. First of all, I love the song that sampled it before, which is the score by the Fugees, which a lot of people don't know was produced by Diamond D. Um, real, real famous architect producer from D-I-T-C. New York City. Yeah, digging in the crates. So Monday is a British funk group, um, but they had a very like Latin soul, um, and that's what was so cool about the mid '70s. And it was that we exported all this rock and roll in the late '60s, early '70s to Britain, to Europe, and then it got re-exported back to us with their little bit of flair, and that's what they called the British Invasion. Um, which was tons of tons, whether that was the Rolling Stones or the Beatles or lesser known groups like Samande. Um, but Samande were all, it was very percussive and it's a beautiful song. Love that song. It's like 10 minutes and Evo wouldn't let me play the whole thing. He just shut it off. I was like, that's enough. Um, <laughs> yeah, I shut it off on my phone. He shut it off. He shut it off. Yeah, but Samande is really dope. And yeah. I was really into that. Nice. Anybody that knows the score by the Fugees, it's the title song off their album, The Score. Super, super big song that, uh, you know, made a lot of people rich, basically. <laughs> except Maybe except Samande. <laughs> that was the reason the laws came into, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean, a lot of those people didn't make any money, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool to see, it's cool to see some of those artists and some of those producers from back in the day, um, who don't care necessarily, mm. um, some of the artists have some of those artists definitely you know hated on hip hop who got sampled and were we like, see you ah, Bob you James know. we see you Bob James we can see but you. Bob James was cool I mean Bob he James ended did, up like, being cool yeah. but he he's not so cool now yeah yeah but I I, I totally get his stance like I totally I get too. his stance on his mu- it's his music but did you, you see Axelrod rest in peace David Axelrod you saw Axelrod's uh, when when he came on and spoke uh-huh. at that live event. Yeah, and uh, he goes, and I, I'm is this li- this live out yeah, there? This is live. So I won't curse, but he comes on and says, <clears throat> he goes, hey, I just they had just played uh, whatever joint Dre used for, doom, 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 yeah, doom, off the Bruce Lee Last Dragon that by Axelrod produced that apparently. The Edge, the Edge. David, yeah. David Axelrod, the Edge. So he came on and was like, hey, I just want to say what's up to all my fellow compadres in music that didn't want to get into rap music. I I now have fu money, peace. <laughs> And just walked off because he did it the right way. Because in the beginning, yeah. it was about building a relationship with these. But new... Axelrod totally hated on people sampling his stuff. Really? He, yeah, he didn't like that. At the end, he was. Uh, okay. But I think I think that's kind of you know for what a happens? lot of the artists like right. you know Bob James the same his way legacy. You know, um, I'm sure you know Clyde Stubblefield. You know, felt a certain way. Well, what's really bad about that is that he saw no papes off that. Yeah, because it all went to JB. He didn't get nothing off that, yeah. man. And there's you a know? lot of people. I mean, the um, the classic Amen break. Right, you know? right. By the Winston brothers. You know, right. none of those guys got, got any money. Yeah. You know? And which was cool that I seen, um, you know, in the community, because this is like a whole community of people that, you know, go dig records and, you know, those are our idols. Those For Those sure. people who created those those samples that, you know, our favorite producers have sampled. Um you know, are our heroes. And uh, what was really cool that I saw that one of the, the drummers for the Amen Break, who played the Amen Break, was sick. And he didn't have any money. He was dead broke. And he was sick. And what they did was a GoFundMe to mm-hmm. raise money for him, That's you know, dope. and like yeah, pay yeah, homage yeah, yeah. to everything that he's done, you know, That's for cool. the culture. Yeah. Really, like, that, that break has been used 
NWA is using oh, I mean, break and, and yeah. every drum and bass song that's ever every been drum made and bass, has yeah, every drum and bass song. Like, yeah. yeah. That's all like yeah. yeah. But yeah, so I was gonna play a different song, but since you know we were talking about David Axelrod. Rest in peace. He just passed away what, earlier this year? Was yeah. it it was earlier this year. Earlier this year, yeah. We lost a giant, man. I mean yeah. he was his stuff is yeah. Kendrick's like by the way, how did you feel about those little interludes? <clears throat> Uh, the pride sounds like songs of innocence doesn't it yeah a little bit it's very much axelrodish in in approach you know he's definitely his legacy and his his ether will be here forever i mean he's he was a master man he was a master all right so let's do it this is uh david axelrod the smile
Radio. Say what's up to everybody here at Delicious Pizza, enjoying this wonderful food on this wonderful Saturday, beautiful afternoon in Los Angeles, California. We're just playing some jams right now. These are all samples uh, that people have either used or will use, but these are just really dope records. This is our audio hour, and that was Brian Bennett. And that is a library record. For those that don't know what a library record, what's a library record, Ebo? Break it down for us, man. What is that? For sure. So a library record was uh, is, this music really. is uh, well, it's it's this music that these producers made for TV shows, for films. That basically these catalogs of all these different songs, um, and they got lost. Um, you know, they be- aired, and that was it. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's crazy because. Uh, it's like some of the most baddest musicians ever, some of the most amazing music ever, but like the like the real I mean this is cliche to kind of say but like the real cats know like library music, you it's know, like once cuz once you get into library music, other music doesn't appeal to you as much. And then you start realizing some of these artists that you like, like David Axelrod, who I'm sure were, you know, listening to what was going on at that time. Or, or you know, all that music is very, 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 very similar mm. to this. It's kind of like what I kind of consider. It's like cinematic, jazz, funk, and classical music. Right. All mixed up. All mixed together. Mm. Recorded and, really well, too. Yes, recorded really well. And like I said, like the best musicians. And a lot of the time, too, with some of those library records is they're like a European producer. Mm-hmm. You know, and Italian it's... Italian uh, a lot, too. Italian. Piero Umilani, bro. Yeah. We could do a whole day of just Piero Umilani. Yeah. Spaghetti Westerns. I mean, all, all the stuff. That yeah. It, yeah, Ennio Morricone. Yes. Um, yeah, and I mean, those... It has this twang to it. Yeah. It has this yep. feeling where they, they want it to be uh, making soul music. Right. You know? Right. So they, they, they would to do make, Bar- they would do it for a Barnaby Jones episode, yeah. <laughs> some random '70s show, you know, some random like big fat white cop dude yeah. stumbling around sweating in, on American TV. But that that's where the money was, and that's yeah. very similar to how it is in modern music. Like really, to make money, you need to sync, you need to get on TV shows and stuff. Yeah. And that's where even today you'll find just gems yeah. of great like of great N- music. NFL library. Totally, man. NFL oh, library. Oh, dude, the NFL film stuff. Yeah, we could do a whole day of that. Yeah. And Anyways, There's so much good stuff. Listen, and and I feel like I'm not even. Um, he's not educated. He's not qualified. I'm not educated as much as some of these other cats. I am. Um, there's a <laughs> there's a there's a there's a big show that they do. It's a rendezvous. Mm. Um, we've had um, some of the artists on rendezvous come. Uh, Am the DJ Am sounds come through. Um, God, why am I totally blanking on his name? Um, but they have like the most incredible collection. They have They're a show. Hard to find yeah, now. they have a show rendezvous. I think it's the first Friday of every month, and mm. then all they do is just play library records. Yeah, and then they'll play um, horror movies. Oh, you know, see. like super sick horror here in movies. LA, right? Yeah, here Only in, LA. in LA. Yeah, man. the hyper. They they're not Tavern. doing that in Wisconsin. Man. Nah, they're not doing that in Wisconsin. Yeah. But uh, yeah, <laughs> so we're just gonna keep it flowing. So, so um, now are we doing the Weldon, right? Yeah, the Weldon. So people know Weldon Irvine because of the sample for a war tour by Tribe Called War Tour with Muhammad and my man. That's not this sample. This is actually called Morning Sunrise. And the only big record it was used on was uh, a Memphis Bleak record that didn't feature Memphis Bleak, but featured Jay-Z. It's called uh, Dear Summer. 
uh, go check. There's one of Jay, one of my favorite Jay Z songs ever. It's just a, like two verses over this ill loop, and we'll, we'll just play the song. It's, yeah. it, Weldon Irvine was a he was an alien man. Like if you look at his work, he was one of those like Afro. He was Ross G before Ross G was <laughs> Ross G. Like African space program stuff. Yeah, yeah man, for, for sure. sure. So let's, let's get into it. Keep it going, baby. Soul Circle. Oh, delicious pizza. Get the waffle. No, the pancakes. They got ricotta cheese. It's delicious. Good to make kiss 
j'étais jeune et amoureux, je me faisais des idées sur l'amour. Des idées qui paraissent bien pâles aujourd'hui, comparées à la passion que j'ai connue depuis que je suis un homme. Avec la fille que j'aimais, la fille que je chérissais, nous parlions de notre futur ensemble, de la famille que nous allions bâtir, de la maison où nous allions vivre. C'était des choses auxquelles je croyais vraiment, et nous n'avions même pas 20 ans. Avec le temps, le mariage devint pour elle une obsession. Et finalement, un beau jour d'été, je devins son homme et elle devint ma femme. Et plus tard, nous eûmes des enfants. Mais au fil des années, notre jeunesse disparut et avec elle, notre amour. Plus rien ne marchait dans notre ménage, il manquait quelque chose, il n'y avait plus de substance. Et finalement, un jour d'automne, nous avons pris chacun un chemin différent. Currently tuned in to Soul Circle Radio here off of West Adams. We broadcast here at Delicious Pizza. Wonderful food, wonderful vibes, wonderful people. Big shout to the Ross Brothers. This is our audio hour where we're playing samples, basically, or just dope records that have either been used in hip-hop records or soul records or whatever, uh, or stuff that we just really like. And the, what was that? Was St. Saint Tropez. Saint and it was the artist? That's, uh, that's, that's the, the artist. Song. What's the name of the song? Bella de Jour. Bella de Jour. And uh, do you know what was used then? So, yeah, that was used by the Jizza. Mm. Um, Legend of the Liquid Swords. Um, super crazy song called Audio Bio. And the whole mm. song is about... Hey, how's it going? Hey, buddy. Uh, All right. <laughs> <laughs> the song's called Audio Bio. It's a super crazy song about how... Um, Basically, coming up with a metaphor for animals as people. Mm. Um, Leave it to the jizza to do something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're, you're but yeah it was one in, of those man. songs. It was one of those songs where you listen to it and you're like, damn, you know, where did that come from? And th there was this whole thing, too, that, um, you know, as as a kid listening to hip hop music, you thought those producers made all the music. Right, you know? right, right. And it was kind of, fun, it was kind of finding player. out, like, uh, like Santa, <laughs> Santa Claus, Claus wasn't real, you know? 
And it was like, what? Exactly. Why, where did this come from? Wait a minute. All he Wait. did was put drums on that? Marley Marl, bro. I thought you did all that, Marley. Yeah, um, man. But yeah, that's, uh, you know... But it, it, there's this certain talent that it takes to chop a sample. Oh, it's, it's listen to put drums on it. You, yeah. you, no one can just come in yeah. and just do that no, and make no. a dope. Song. It's actually like, I'll put it to you like this: unless you know how to play chords, unless you are a trained musician, sampling is equally as hard as learning to play the piano at first. Yeah, when then you get the the, the, the handle on but it. But I feel like you you use the same methods mm-hmm. of making a making a song with a sample as you do totally. with making. So basically what you're doing with, you know, you're learning all these chords, you're learning all these different songs, you're basically taking chords from other songs that you've already learned before Mm. and making them Mm. into a song, you know, and a lot, a lot of artists do that. Uh, A lot, a lot of artists do that. And there's a feeling that you get from a C minor nine and an A minor, you know, a A flat minor seven, you know, whatever it is when you go into the theory side of it. Mm. But then when you go into, like, I always heard, you know, DJ Premier would listen to stuff and he would already know what he wanted to hear. For that specific artist. Because it's it's a a feeling. Totally. It's a total feeling. Totally. And, and the texture of Sam, I mean, the texture of these records, because they were recorded on gear that you quite honestly can't find anymore. And the time we were talking earlier about Vietnam or whenever these were made, there's something happening in the human consciousness that's leaking into the music. Oh, for sure. And then, you know, there's so many nuances, the the way somebody fingers the A minor or whatever, you know, it's like, whoa, the way he laid is, something happens, right? And that's what we're doing is we're showing you these like lightning in the bottle moments. When you listen to these records, you're like, oh, you know, you hear a sample you're like whoa that's why that song made me feel that way you don't know that the historicity or historicity however you pronounce it it's still a a scrabble word so don't try me historicity whatever is is leaking its way into your mind you're like you're feeling all of the things the musicians were 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 trying to convey in the music yeah totally yeah um yeah and that 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 record that we just played was uh saint chopez it's a french group Mm. um there's been a bunch of other samples that they've that, that from their other producers have flipped yeah. not um, that song and that and that specific but, yeah that but that specific song and that specific vibe kind of falls in line a little bit with um the david axelrod the mm, library music and right what what really just like grabs me psych is, soul. Those, is those strings it's like psych yeah, soul. It's like psychedelic soul but the yeah. strings you know with yeah. when anybody recorded those songs back in the day whenever they had those strings on it it mm-hmm. just like totally captivated you and you felt like the you singer and everything yeah right. i always feel like the strings you. back in the day nowadays you know a lot of people they don't they don't do um, they're not warm enough man yeah. your strings aren't warm enough i'm gonna get a shirt that just says your strings aren't warm enough man. but a lot of people can't afford it no, you know, of course not. It. Nobody you know, can get a Trident, a Trident board that. or an SSL. What are we playing next? What, so what did the I joint up? we're playing next. This is your joint. Which so, would Fever me. Tree. Fever Tree. Okay, so there was a record that came out in the mid two thousands, early two thousands called Mad Villain. It's called Mad Villain yes. by a LA producer named Madlib and a very mysterious, mysterious superhero named MF Doom. This is called America's Most Blunted, but it's a rock band and it's like the first eight bars of this record i mean bro if you know america's most blunted it had to be a rock record right so that's what we're gonna play next and i uh, hope everybody's enjoying yourself out there in the dinner area with uh, delicious pizza man support these folks these are good folks it's good food good vibes yeah what
Cortex, another another French band. I mean, the French uh, the French have always uh, they've always been able to uh, assimilate American culture really well and give it their own spin. And uh, Cortex is like, I mean, they they were the Stereo Lab before there was a Stereo Lab. I mean, it's beautiful, wonderful music, jazz fusion. Yeah, what is it? Yeah, those synths on there, man. It was 1971. Um, that song is called the uh, the Huit. Of October, the Huit of October, nineteen seventy-one. Um, but yeah, it's so weird. It's like these French dudes, and like the the music is like like Brazilian, like right. Brazilian bossa nova, right. bossa nova. Like, right. where did these guys come from? Were right. they just like, yo, like we're gonna make some Brazilian? Music? It might have like, been, you know, it might have been like a couple Brazilian guys, maybe that moved to you know moved to France, and maybe. And, and then all but, of a but, sudden, but this is something that we were talking about earlier too. It's like this this record. Somebody sampled, 
and kind of resurrected them into mm. the, the eyes. They have a bunch of, of other joints too. But that's the only album they have. No, but I'm mean, off that album. Yes, there's joints, off that album. joints, joints, joints. So basically, what they did, what what you're listening to, is a remastered version of that song. What they did, which which a lot of these artists too that were you know were playing with, like the 24 Karat Blacks. Um, you know, there was another song. I don't know if we're gonna get to play it, but uh, Tom Brock, which mm. was sampled by Just Blaze, and mm. you know, people flock over these samples. Um, and then it resurrects the career of, of or even um, the Jay Z song in the heart of the city. Right. I don't remember. I don't, can't remember. I wasn't going to play that, but just saying, you know, it. Those producers resurrect the careers of some of these old artists. Um, you know, even jo- uh, Giorgio Moridor. Mm. You know, with Mioder, uh, with Daft, Daft Punk. Punk. You know. Yeah. Nobody knew who he was. Nobody knew that he did, you know, the the soundtrack for Scarface or all the disco music that he did. He's doing tours right now oh, because of Daft Punk. Yeah, he's you know, paid. I mean, and there was a, I don't remember the exact artist, the Just Blaze story, where he he sampled the record, and then and then that guy that he sampled was able to put pay off all his bills and then put his grandchildren through college because yeah. of that one Just Blaze flip. Because Just Blaze was like, I'm using. This this sample and paid for it yeah. and and that's why the the sample payment and sample clearance is a real thing if you think of it as a humanitarian thing like these people blood blood sweat and tears over this music they they lived in the studio they died by the music driving their pinto to go record you know these people yeah. weren't rich these drummers like Stubblefield was never rich Clyde Stubblefield was never rich yeah you know and so to to pay for it is the right thing to do. Um, but the, as expensive as they are, only J. Cole, Kendrick, and Kanye can afford to pay for samples at this point. Yeah, you know, and that that's unfortunate because there's more money to be made for for the sampling artists and for the artists who sample and for it. the culture, right? And, and for, for the, the culture, culture in general, you know? man. I mean, you know, the 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 thing about sampling that so wonderful is that it's an active organic history lesson you get to learn about these amazing not just music but culture you follow the breadcrumbs of a samande back you're gonna you're gonna end up in africa yeah. or you're gonna end up in and what is latin jazz what is what is latin soul what is afro soul and you you figure out it's this amalgam of cultures and things mixing and then you your life is enriched by that you understand the world better you understand people better because of that you know and that's why sampling so beautiful and that's like hip-hop is this is this um melting pot of all these different genres kind of thrown together because in hip-hop you can sample anything there's Mm. no rules to it Right. right and that's um, you know, going down that rabbit hole, finding all these different samples, definitely what you're saying, definitely gets you acquainted with other types of styles of music that you would never listen to. For sure. I'm listening to Cortex, this album nobody even <laughs> right. had. I don't nobody... like crepes, son. I don't <laughs> like crepes, man. They're too skinny, bro. Nobody even knew about Cortex like, yeah. until now because, you know, some, you know, Jay Dilla dug it up, right. sampled it, right. no games. Um, and MF Doom sampled it on one beer as well, um, and that's pretty much how it became how so we popular. found it. Yes, yeah, how, how we, we found, found it. it, and thousands of other people. Well, have we're going as well. into this whole concept, what's so wild about the next one I want to play, and this is crazy. So my mom came to visit me a couple years ago. My mom's like a music aficionado, right? She put me, she puts me on this stuff all the time. I grew up listening to Return to Forever. 
because my mom was a Chick Corea fan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or like, you know, Santana, whatever was playing in my house. I give all respect due to my mom for being the musical. She's a genius. So she put me on to this guy named John McLaughlin, who's a, a virtuoso guitar player. I'm pretty yeah. sure he played with 10 Years After. Miles, Miles Davis. Miles Davis. He, he, he's just been around forever. But this was his little, his little jump into, uh, you know, soul. or I don't even know what you call this, man. It's hard to even pronounce. Apparently, he was a Buddhist at the time. It's a Mahis Venue Orchestra, right? And it's You Know, You Know. And not a lot Mahi of people Vishna have used Mahavishnu. Yeah, that's it. Mahavishnu Orchestra. Mahavishnu Orchestra. Thank you, Ebo. Appreciate that. Because you're, you're always correcting me. So I I know. <laughs> well, anyways, man, not a lot of people have used this. I know most deaf used this at some point uh, in his latter years, which unfortunately not a lot of people pe- you know check for him in his latter years. But this is a song you can just let play. There's virtuoso guitar, the drums on this. It's next level, and we hope you enjoy it. Yes. Saturday afternoon. Uh, the drummer is actually uh, Billy Cobham. It's Billy Cobham. Yes. Who uh, plays the 93 Heather. till infinity. Yeah. yeah, man. I mean, look, it all connects. Great music connects. You're here at Delicious Pizza, which is an Arma Delicious vinyl. She keeps on passing me by. Anyways, let's get into this. It's so good.
sing Hey, that's the girl for you Ooh, yeah So what are you gonna do? But you're praying for a better day. 
starts with the phone call from his homie in jail yeah so that was war what's the name of the song Ebo? deliver the word deliver the word but you may know it from gangstar with a, with a rapper from houston called scarface and it's called betrayal betrayal gangstar <clears throat> yeah man it's one of primo's like one of his most that's one one of my favorite primo beats for ever, sure because it's slow and he, the way he did the drums that's that song, man. That song is so good. Um, War is, I think, a really underrated group. Um, underrated by, I don't know. I think that they just get in this <clears throat> pocket of the, the song Lowrider. Right. The song right, Lowrider, right, right. which is a good song. Underappreciated because they made more money than a lot of people. They, they I mean, their whole group is the. They split up, and you know everything that's happened to them, happened to them now. But I think they're like stuck in this like the um, genre that 
only certain people know who they are. Mm. Um, but their whole catalog of music is just unreal. So good. It's unreal. So good. Like yeah. Lowrider is their weak one of their weakest <laughs> yeah, songs. It's it a really popular is. song that they did. <laughs> um, but all of their other material, Four Cornered Room, um, Preach. Uh, what other what other songs on deliver deliver the word is uh, a whole album of just all super awesome songs, um, yeah man they just have so much of that soul music and they're from L A they're from Long Beach oh, down the were, way I didn't know they're from Eric Burden from the group the Animals found them in a in a club and saw them playing at a club in Long Beach wow and he was like yo I want to make an album with these guys <sighs> and so. Their first album was Eric Burden and War, mm. and then they they did it Spill My Wine, which is a super so super song. super sick song, <laughs> yeah. and it was so cool for Eric Burden to be like he's in he, that and place he was English like, right yeah. he was just out here the animals yeah. are from England yeah. right the animals right. super sick rocker House of the Rising Sun yeah yeah I mean that's the big yeah and so after they got after he put that group together put them on the map then they started making their own music. Mm. Um, yeah, Lonnie Jordan, the the lead singer of War, um, super amazing writer and just super dope keyboard player. He has actually some solo records that are really tight, and a lot of some of the other. Um, it's Lonnie Jordan, right? Lonnie Jordan, what the yeah. hell, yeah. yeah. Just, to, just to clarify, yeah. and what's cool about this for everybody that's that's listening is is do your own research. I mean, if we tell you the name of a band or a name of a player or a name of a song. Go and do the research, man. You've got the Googles, all right? You've got the Googles, the goggles, whatever you want to call them. And you can go and find these people and, and these songs. And if you're a producer or you're just a DJ or you're just a music lover, man, it, it, will, it will enrich the way that you approach listening to music. Yeah. It, it, whether it's modern music or old music, understanding what was what when it was will help you understand what will be when it will be. Um, I wanted to get into a song um, I think is the best sample flip of all time. Oh, man. Really? Yeah. You're going to do that on the first show? Yeah. <laughs> because I'm totally Evo confident this is, this is the best sample flip of all time. This is uh, oh, Tom Scott today. Oh, okay. Well, Pete Rock and yes. Seal Smooth oh, well. Troy. Okay, man. I didn't know you were playing on the first show, man. This... Song, <sighs> it's you the would best hip hop song of all time. It's the bro. best hip hop. I think it's the best sample. Trouble T Roy, yeah. T Roy is the best hip hop song yeah. of all time. Yeah, that Period. iconic yeah. sax horn line is Tom Scott, and the song that we're about to hear. It's this weird mix. It's like classic, it's classic it's rock music right. and jazz. Right. It's like um, Jeff, the Jeff Lorber, psychedelic the, right. classic rock music mm. and jazz music kind of mixed together and. When I found out that you know this was the sample, it's just like this aha moment. You're just yeah, like, he oh also my. used Jefferson Airplane though as well. Underneath it, yeah. Oh, okay, there's some Jefferson Airplane in there too. But this is the main groove. Yeah, the the, and, the horn line is. Yeah, from and there. then the intro. The, yeah. and I don't think that's somebody else that's as something well. Else. That's what I'm else. saying. That's what's so ill about Pete. Is that he was a he was a he was a historian, man. The reason you love Pete Rock is he knew his and, history. And the thing about it too is that it's not in tune. He mm. he sampled it and he, he like detuned it, it. Yep. and so when you play the actual song, it's it feels different because of the tuning. It's a little, it's a, a little, it's a little brighter. Key. It's a little brighter. 
It's not as somber. Yeah. Like when you play the Tom Scott version, it feels like a, a picnic song. But it's still really <laughs> dope, but you feel like you're out like maybe where T Roy is. Just that little bit of tuning brings it into this really like gray yeah. place. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I didn't yeah. know you were I yeah. see we don't we didn't set this up, so he didn't tell me I would have low key done the same because it's my favorite it's legit my favorite hip hop song yeah. of all time. So I agree with you. Thank you. Two thumbs up from Schmishkel and Schmiebert here. Uh yeah, this is uh I mean, and and we're gonna not go out with that song. <laughs> No, we got other joints. We got other joints too. We got other joints. I hope y'all are enjoying yourself. I know everybody in the in the dining area is listening to. Big up to y'all. Delicious pizza, Adams Boulevard. You know, if you're here, you know what time it is. Enjoy the food. Enjoy the vibes. Tom Scott.
Was uh, Quincy Jones? She keeps Summer in the <laughs> classic, classic. Um, yeah, Quincy Jones, Summer in the City, uh, which you know. That's Quincy why we're Jones here. That's young... basically one of the reasons why we're here right now. <laughs> Far side, passing me by. Delicious vinyl, delicious pizza, um, as well as been sampled by. Uh, looks like recently, uh, Big Sean sampled it. Mm. No favors, mm. um, featuring Eminem, um, The Roots, yep. Clones. Uh, Outcast, uh, You May Die. Mm. Um, the singing on that was actually by uh, Valerie Simpson. Um, was Summer in the City? Is that uh, is that a Stevie Wonder? I think it's a Stevie it, Wonder it, cover, it's right? Cover. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a cover. cover. Yeah. What what is that off key of life? I don't think it is. Earlier uh, than that. Uh, yeah, I'm not. Um, the name of the album is You've Got It Bad Girl, which is mm. the Quincy Jones album. Uh, but I'm not sure what song the Summer in the City by Stevie Wonder is. Um, yeah, I don't remember what, what record that is. But Quincy Jones is an up-and-coming producer here in L.A. If, if you check for him, he's usually out at Low End Theory. Um, and that, sorry. Is Quincy Jones at Low End Theory? He's at Low End, bro. You didn't hear? He's at Low End. Shout out to Low End, though, man. Low End. Low End's the jump off. Low End's the jump off. That, I'm, I've had a few mimosas. I'm just joking. There's a guy next door at the Pete's, uh, not the Pete's place, but the next door. He's, like, banging on the thing. So it's a little frustrating. Uh, but, uh. 
Don't be frustrated. Man. I'm not. I'm not frustrated. Without the R, that's when you know you're angry. If you say you're frustrated, uh-huh. that's when you know you're mad. You're just frustrated. <laughs> yeah, Quincy. Uh, so funny story. So I was at a. I was at like one of my kids' parents' get-togethers, which are always a nightmare. Mm-hmm. No offense to the parents. <laughs> um, it's usually a nightmare, right? So I go to a pool party. She sits me. She's like, "Hey, this is Quincy, right? Young guy." So I'm not. It's not Quincy Jones. Yeah. So we're talking for like two hours about music. He's mixed. He, he he's part of uh, SoundCloud or Spotify, something. You know, the Swedish. They they figured it out, right? Come to find out, he's like, yeah, you know, my, I'm like, ah, man, your name's Quincy. It's so wild, man. One of you know, one of my favorite like musicians of all times, Quincy Jones. He's like, yeah, that's cool, that's cool. Yeah, that's my dad. And I was like, oh, oh wow. Quincy Jones is your dad. Cool. I was like, that's awesome. So you're his son. I'm like, cool. What's your connection to QD3? QD3 produced yeah. for. Too he's bad. like, oh, I am QD3. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, Los <laughs> Angeles. I had only been here a couple of years. And at the time, I was like, oh, you just never know who you're going to bump into, man. Yeah, and he crazy. was the nicest, most unentitled dude. You know what I mean? That's, That's what's crazy. His dad's a, a luminary. Yeah. And you meet some of these producers now. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say about that. Shouts out to QD3. QD3, man. Still doing it. I think he's, he's, uh, he, he produced, he produced, he helped produce the Bloods and Crips documentary with Baron Davis. Uh-huh. He's in film now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. But yeah. Yeah, I know he did some Tupac songs he, as well. He, he did like a uh, gang. He had a couple of hits. Yeah. And Tupac made 175,000 songs. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he did. Well, I guess since we're talking about Tupac, mm. we'll play a Tupac sample. Why Let's not? Do that. Right? Yeah? Let's do it. Why not? Tupac, in some ways, like you said about war, war is slept on. I feel like for quote-unquote lyricists, all the lyricists out there, lyrical, spherical, spherical, schmirical, <laughs> you guys don't give Pac enough credit, man. Yeah, Pac, oh, he's, he's in my top five, no listen, doubt. Listen, man. Um, Tupac, and, uh, Tupac, man, he definitely, you know, the quality of music that he made, you know, it's timeless. It's timeless music and th- how many people it resonates with, you know, resonate. All cultures, all all around the world, everywhere. You know? and, and what it was was that with Tupac, and when you go back and look at his interviews or who he was as a person, I mean, he's built from. You know, it's funny. People say Americana. You hear that word a lot, Americana, mm-hmm. and usually you think of like some dude with some spoons and like some hillbilly stuff, right? Yeah. No, Americana is Tupac Shakur. He doesn't exist without America, with its faults slavery black oppression mm-hmm. uh, economic reaganomics whatever you want to call it like good or bad tupac is americana yeah like it, it, the reason people resonate with tupac in america is because he's as american as apple pie yeah you know what i'm saying he really I is yeah he really is so big shout out to tupac west so coast baby we're gonna get into joe sample mm. in all my wildest dreams what band was joe sampling the crusaders oh. One of the mm. street life Oof. super killer song. Uh, shout out to Quinn Tarantino for uh, putting that in uh, Jackie Brown, which is one of my favorite all time movies of all time. Great movie. And uh, he throws that uh, that that in there like it's one of the, like the main kind of songs throughout. I mean, it's there's the so theme. many, there's it's so the many, theme. there's so many good it's songs. One of the themes in that soundtrack. Yeah. Yep. Um, he used Coffee Brown in. The but movie. yeah, that that movie totally got me into uh, Crusaders. Mm. And then when you get into Crusaders, Joe Samples Joe Sample, is, is uh, and then one of the killer keyboard and then you players find your of way all to time. George Duke and yeah, it all happens. Thank you. 
came out he had biz Markie on the record yeah he had q-tip on the record too it's crazy man Scar- uh slick rick was on the slick, they, they were all on the record everybody the video the too yeah and who made who made just that blaze beat? no yes just blaze I thought just blaze made, made no no that. just blaze made that oh, just blaze made that right but yeah. it, but he uh that was on blueprint yeah that was on the blueprint um also from that album um is uh Panties, most deaf mm-hmm. panties, which and then, the name and of then the Tom H-O, Brock and then Hove was made the one joint with that was Kanye. Yeah, yeah, Hove was Kanye, and then the the, the other Tom Brock song is "I Love You More and More," which is the panties, mm. the panties song. And then uh, in the city, we didn't play that. We didn't no, play that sample. Play that. Right here, you yeah. know what? I'm just gonna play it for one second so you can hear the, the dopeness, or you know, we can just talk behind that right mm. there. Um, and but what's yeah. the name of this artist? Tom Brock. This is yeah. This is Tom Brock. Tom I love Brock. you more and more. 
Um, he was a writer for... When you're named Tom Brock, I mean, you're pretty much winning from the point that you're born. But it's crazy. This this record was shelves. Mm. No one knew about it. Mm. Um, he was a writer for Barry White and uh, did this solo album no one heard. And, uh, you know... Now I can you know it. hear now what you you're saying because the music is so wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm you know saying it. it's so good. But yeah. yeah, I mean, this is this is kind of wrapping up. We're wrapping up the the audio hour mm. here with uh, audio two hour. Jeremy Ebo and Gato and uh, Miz is not here right now, but you know, shout, shout out, out to, to Miz at and Coachella. And Coachella. Yeah. Oh, oh, Miz is at Coachella. Yeah, Miz is at he's Coachella. at the Lit Festival. <laughs> Get Lit Festival. Getting Lit Festival. Yes, he is. Big shout, man. Yes. We love you, Miz. We love you, man. Um, but yeah, so. We kind of took a journey through all these different mm. samples and, you know, what these samples kind of mean to us. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we didn't really play the, we played the source material. We didn't really play the, the, the hip-hop material of what was sampled and how, you know, it came into fruitation. But Fruitation. You like that? Um, that word is, that's the name of my new mixtape, man. Fruitation. Fruitation, bro. Fruitation. <laughs> It's, that's a next oh, level okay. word, bro. Okay, I'm being schooled right now. <laughs> no, Anyways. but fruitation's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. It came into fruitation, but yes. Anyways. <laughs> He's going to edit this part out. Don't edit this part no, out. I'm it's hilarious. Any, I'm not editing any parts out. <laughs> this is all live. Yes. Okay. Um, we're live, goddamn we're, we're live. We're live. Okay. So, we started out the show with 24 Karat Black, mm. Poverty's Paradise. Mm. So... We figured we're going to start the show off with that, talking about Kendrick Lamar and his album, Damn, mm. which is a masterpiece. It is a you masterpiece. You should definitely go check it if out. You li- listen, listen, especially if you live in Los Angeles, you know what L.A. feels like. That record feels like Los Angeles. You know what I mean? It really does. And, uh, you know, Kendrick is a visionary. And, I, and a lot. look, a lot of my friends, I grew up on... True school hip hop is what people call it, right? So, Pete Rock, CL Smooth, Wu Tang Clan, Marley Mall, The Symphony, you know, we all grew up on this very specific, you know, Big Daddy Kane, which is where Black Thought came, you know, the, the whole lineage. Kendrick is very much Shakespeare. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's this evolution. You can hear all of that stuff embodied in his work. And so that's why people like Ebo and I are really excited about him. A lot of people are. Yeah. And there you have to give the public some credit. People are attracted to the fact that he embodies all of the things that their parents may have liked, their brothers and sisters. There's people that are 14 years old rocking Kendrick right yeah. now. Because they resonate with the historicity, and he, historicity, I think he understands that. He and a does. Because there's a lot does. of people out there that I've seen that, that have given out... <laughs> who have been giving uh, mixed reviews about the album, who don't, who say they don't like it, mm-hmm. and course, I get why they might not like it because it's not to pimp a butterfly. Mm-hmm. It's a different record, and I, and I feel like this record, um, to pimp a butterfly, is you know my all time favorite Kendrick album. Me but too. this record, I feel like. I get what he's doing it for, why he's doing it, and what's exactly down. what you're saying. There's down. kids that are 11, 12 years old that are listening to this record mm-hmm. who dig it. You know, 16 kids in high school who love this record, and then there's us. You know, there's us who who love who this older. record. Who are older? We're not gonna say, but we're older. <laughs> but who love this record <laughs> right. as well? And you know, I feel like I don't know if necessarily that's what he was trying to do. Maybe he was. Maybe he wasn't. But. That's what I feel this record... I feel like this record is like kind of like when Kanye made A Beautiful, a beautiful Twisted Fantasy, mm, you know? It's Where kind it of his like, pinnacle. Yeah. I, I think so. I think that um, he, what he's done really, really good at, and then we're, 
we'll get off Kendrick's uh, his Jimmy here in a second. But like, what he's done so well is isolate himself enough from pop culture. And that's why this song we're about to play is so ridiculous. Like, when you hear his record, you hear, you know, I got royalty and loyalty inside my... And you just turn up. People turn up to yeah. that. And they, if you listen to what he's saying, you're like, wait a minute, I'm turning up, but he's teaching me, right? Exactly. So he's like a modern-day prophet, a modern-day philosopher. But then you get farther into the record. And the reason I feel like this song in particular is so important is because what it's actually about, if you listen to it, and I don't want to prelude it for everybody, is about masculinity. It's about fear. It's about being a man in a modern context, which is scary. There's a lot of things happening, a lot of things changing. Our, our role is changing. Women are much more powerful, which is amazing. And I don't think that he's detracting from that at all. But if you listen, it's a story of a 7-year-old, a 17-year-old, and a 27-year-old Kendrick. You know, and I don't know if the 7-year-old is his mom dogging him. You know, I know it's a mom, if you listen very closely. It's his mother. But, man, this is important. This is important music, man. This is important stuff for us to learn and grow and build from. And the fact that it's taken from Poverty's Paradise. I mean, to think about that's what he sampled and what he's saying on the samples. The whole point of this show. 1973, Poverty's Mm. Paradise, 24 Karat Black, 2. 2017, 2017, Kendrick Kendrick Lamar, Lamar, Fear. And that's how Produced by The Alchemist. Big shout out. Man, brother, we happy for you, man. Keep doing your thing. Tears in your eyes, running from poor poor apprentice. Go back outside, I beat your ass, little nigga. That homework better be finished. I beat your ass. Your teachers better not be bitching about you in class. That piece of bed not be wasted. You eat it all. That TV better not be loud if you got it on. Them Jordans better not get dirty when I just bought them. Better not hear about you humping on Keisha's daughter. Better not hear you got caught up. I beat your ass. You better not run to your father. I beat your ass. You know my patience running thin. I got boo payments to make. County buildings on my ass trying to take my food steps away. I beat your ass if you tell them social workers he live here. I beat your ass if I beat your ass twice and you still here. Seven years old, think you run this house by yourself? Nigga, you gon' fear me if you don't fear no one else. If I can smoke fear away, I roll that motherfucker up. And then I take two puffs. 
Bounce a bitch, pull them panties to the side now. I probably die anonymous. I probably die with promises. I probably die walking back home from the candy house. I probably die because these colors are standing out. I probably die because I ain't know the markets for snitching. I probably die at these house parties fucking with bitches. I probably die from witnesses leaving me foster cues. I probably die from thinking that me and your hood was cool. Or maybe die from pressing the line, acting too extra. Or maybe die because these smokers are more than desperate. Probably die from one of these bats and blue badges. Body slammed in black and white paint, my bones snapping. Or maybe die from panic, or die from being too lax. Or die from waiting on it, die cause I'm moving too fast. I probably die trying to buy weed at the apartments. I probably die trying to defuse two homies arguing. I probably die cause that's what you do when you're 17. My worries in a hurry, I wish I controlled things. If I can smoke fear away, I roll that motherfucker up. When I was 27, I grew accustomed to more fear Accumulated 10 times over throughout the years My newfound life made all of me magnified How many accolades do I need to block denial? The shock value of my success put bolts in me All this money is God playing a joke on me is it for the moment and will he see me as jokes? Take it from me and leave me worse than I was before At 27 my biggest fear was losing it all Scared to spend money had me sleeping from hard to hard Scared to go back to section 8 with my mama stressing 30 shows a month and I still won't buy me no Lexus When is an advisor somebody that's holding my checks Just to fuck me over and put my finances in debt I read a case about Rihanna's accountant and wonder did the bad girl feel when she looked at them numbers? That type of shit'll make me flip out and just kill some, drill some, get ill and feel wretched with a little some. My practice running from fear. Guess I had some good luck at 27 years old. My biggest fear was being judged. How they look at me reflect on myself, my family, my city. What they say about me reveal if my reputation will miss me. What they see from me will trickle down generations in time. What they hear from me will make them highlight my simplest lines. I'm talking fear, fear. Losing creativity, I'm talking fear Fear missing out on you and me, I'm talking fear Fear losing loyalty for pride Cause my DNA won't let me involve in the light of God I'm talking fear Fear that my humbleness is gone, I'm talking fear Fear that love ain't living here no more, I'm talking fear Fear that it's wickedness or weakness Fear, whatever it is, both is distinctive Fear, what happens on earth stays on earth And I can't take these feelings with me So hopefully they disperse Within 14 tracks, carried out over wax Searching for resolutions until somebody get back Fear, what happens on earth stays on earth And I can't take these feelings with me So hopefully they disperse Within 14 tracks, carried out over wax Wondering if I'm living through fear or living through rap Damn. God damn you God damn me God damn us God damn we God damn us all Verse 2 says you own it I like no
of all the families of the earth. Therefore, I will punish you for all your iniquities. So until we come back to these commandments, until you come back to these commandments, we're going to feel this way. We're going to be under this curse because he said he's going to punish us, the so-called blacks, Hispanics, and Native American Indians are the true children of Israel. We are the Israelites according to the Bible. The children of Israel is going to punish us for our iniquity, for our disobedience, because we chose to follow other gods. Then as a man chasing his son, so the Lord thy God chasing thee. So just like you're chasing your own son, he's going to chasing you because he loved you. So that's why we get chastised. That's why we're in the position that we're in. Until we come back to these laws, statutes, and commandments and do what the Lord says, these curses is going to be upon us. We're going to be at a lower state in this life that we live here and today in the United States of America.